0: It's the Yankee candle of beers, pumpkin ale or lager, or whatever.
1: Uh, Jeffrey Coombs is on the last uh, Dana Gould. He's on the Halloween yeah, show. Yeah, I listened. Although Dane didn't mention us.
0: No, but, you know, that's okay. We'll
1: it's not okay, damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> After we actually get the coloring book out. Yeah, yeah. Then once it, then once he's
1: okay. got it in his, his hot little hands. And yeah. I imagine. Any luck on that you, picture? You stop talking about no, it.
0: No, not yet. So
1: weird. Yeah. What happened to it?
0: I don't know. I think some some nefarious forces are at work. All right. Thank you. There we go. Here, should I, Should I take the scary bee or the haunted bike glass? <laughs> Jolien, you got the skull. I That's got kind the of
1: skull. A, skull. Cheers.
0: Nasperatu. Happy Halloween. Mmm, that tastes like a pumpkin smells.
1: Mm. All right, be-deed. should we intro this thing?
2: Hey, listener.
0: Yeah, listener. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's us again. Chewing the scenery or a movie podcast. Right. First off, let's thank the Moonrays.
0: Let's do that. Thank you, the Moonrays, for giving us intro creature features at the top of the show. Um, if you wanted to buy the music, Will, where'd you buy it? Kmart. <laughs> Are there any Kmart still going? I don't know. I kind of wonder. Sears.
2: You nearest know? Sears store. Tower Records, I'm here. <laughs> um,
0: iTunes. Truck stops. iTunes or Amazon. Tape bins. <laughs> you know, I took a picture of a tape bin in Casper, Wyoming. I don't know how many years ago it was. And it had Black Sabbath in it. And I was so tempted to buy a Black Sabbath tape because I was driving the old 91 Lumina Uh. and it had a tape deck still.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, you should have totally bought that. And
0: I was thinking of just like bombing down the road listening to Electric Funeral (laughs) (laughs) in the Lumina with a cat in a cage on the passenger Uh, seat. Um, On a tape. Yeah, on tape. Um, So we are a movie that talks about... A movie? We are a horror (laughs) movie. podcast that talks about a horror movie jeez what a coincidence you want to try that all again <laughs> not really you know what we are
1: we'll just one of those meta moments yeah, yeah. we yeah. are yeah. a movie we are a car wreck and so slow motion do you throw down a time banana and start over sure time bananas hey listener
0: <laughs> you're listening to chewing the scenery horror movie podcast but you already knew that um guys uh, we're recording this on October 30th, yes. the night of the year where the veil between the spirit world and our world is the second thinnest. <laughs> the second? The second thinnest. Because All Hallows' Eve, or Halloween as we call it, is uh the night where the veil is the thinnest. Oh, okay. So this would be the second thinnest. And then like November 1st is when the veil is the thickest.
1: Right? Yeah, that's the least pleasurable.
0: Yeah, it's just... Pfft. Whatever guys, you know, um, November, it's got turkeys in it. Well, here in America, speaking of turkeys in it welcome to the show. Uh, guys, it's been a very crazy week here in Denver.
2: Lots of snow,
0: lots of snow. Don't Hmm. move here. (laughs) You know what? I've got pictures that would convince most people who, who like Halloween
2: that, oh, it ruins Halloween every
0: year. Well, it at at least, you know, dusts the city once or twice before Halloween and goes, hey, you know
1: what? I I was going to wear my sexy Tor Johnson outfit, but it's too cold. Oh, (laughs) man. I was going to wear my sexy
2: Mr. Rogers outfit.
0: They actually make that one. That's a real thing. Yeah. I've got
2: some weird feelings now.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) Is there a sexy Bob Ross? There's got to be, right?
2: i don't see why not
0: yeah so paint
2: uh, some sexy little trees
0: so on the show we will sexy squirrel we'll spoil the featured attraction but we'll try not to spoil recently watched and there's probably a lot of it
2: did it i'm sorry (laughs) buddy did it
0: buddy did it um i've got an actual list this time who wants to start it off you you've got a list all right well i got a list boasting Yeah, Jolian, you loaned me some stuff that I've been trying to get around to watching for months. A couple of which are... um, Well, one of which is The Velvet Vampire Mm. from 1971. Um, If you like the 70s and find the 70s sexy...
1: It's the best decade ever. But you also like
0: vampires, uh, this is the movie for you. Um, This one has a young couple who meets a mysterious woman at a party... She invites them out to her home in the desert and is a vampire. Oh, mm-hmm. well, no, that's not a spoiler.
1: None of this would stop me going with her.
0: Right, right. Yeah, this, it all works so far. Um, it doesn't have like a lot of hippie ripper stuff going on. It's not really Manson-esque. It's just sort of like, uh, you know what? You, you, you buy your ticket, you takes your chances. You know, you, you agree to go out in the desert. You're off the grid, mm-hmm. especially in the 70s with no cell phones. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, is that car going to get fixed anytime soon? Probably not. Uh, dune buggies. Yes. Um, Oh man. Nudity. Yes. Uh, Dune buggies. Uh, people getting killed. Absolutely. This is a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, they didn't go too ridiculous groovy with the soundtrack either. Some of those movies, it's like, um, sickly groovy. Okay. And this one just had the right amount of groovy in it. Uh, the fashions uh, were mostly not uh, rage-inducing. because Some of those movies, you just want to punch everyone in their outfits. Uh, this one...
1: The- Especially movies that recreate the 70s. Oh, that's even worse.
0: Yeah, that's actually the worst. Um, stop romanticizing the 70s. Because there was plenty that was plaid and hairy and sweaty about the 70s. That was all good
2: also <laughs> I'm not saying every part of the seventies was good.
0: <laughs> the the avocado green refrigerators, All of that. Yep.
2: Shag carpets.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um also I watched Dracula Prince of Darkness, mm. 1966. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um Christopher Lee uh reprising his role, um maybe reluctantly, but he did a great job looking like he wanted to be there. Uh the The Poshos decide they're going to go like roll on his home and, uh, you know, act like a bunch of posh, you know, (laughs) snobby uh, jerks. And his weird manservant. Yeah. You mentioned this in a previous episode. Clove, is it? Clove. Yeah. Yeah. Clove. Yeah. uh, Kills one of them, strings him up, and pours his blood into the ashes of or the dust of Dracula.
1: Yeah, it's a good resurrection in that.
0: It is. And I started thinking about it while it was happening. It's like body mass from that amount of blood. he should' have had to pour some water in there too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you have a diluted Dracula?
0: Well, no, I mean, he needed blood. Well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you can't accuse these movies of continuity but there's like there's there's one room where he, I think uh 8072 where he scoops up uh, like, yes just a, just a vial of his ashes. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yes, I was going to bring up that we watched last night. We watched Dracula 801972. Uh-huh. Were they getting
0: ready to snort rails of Dracula or what? <laughs> uh
2: Dracula gets killed at the first and he turns into ashes and his manservant comes along with a little vial and just scoops up a bit of him. And we were like, I guess you don't have to take all of him. And then later he goes and pour... He digs a hole in the graveyard, well, outside the graveyard, and he pours more in there, and then he puts just a little bit in the ring. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I guess Dracula can just exist from the tiniest bit right? of one particle of Dracula's remains. He's,
1: he's a full-grown Dracula. He's not mini-Dracula.
2: Yeah. That would have been great. You're getting six... Four or whatever Christopher Lee was, and
0: yeah, he was six four. Yeah, um, yeah. But this one's—he a-
2: kisses this girl. Well, kisses. He bites her on the neck. Well, yeah. But so he, he has to lean way down, she, <laughs> and she's really craning, and like, oh, she's probably normal height.
0: But yeah. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> and they couldn't Off camera frame ducking. Down. Was that Carol Monroe? Uh,
2: I don't know. She's dark it, hair.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a- yeah. She was. She was quite the. The icon, yeah, well, it still is, but um, yeah, they, they wanted to do a movie with her as uh, Vamparella. Uh, oh, that one of the great. many unmade hammers.
0: Oh man, yeah. So we are drinking Lakefront Brewery's pumpkin lager. Are,
1: says- you get, are you getting a free crate?
0: No. Why, why do you
1: mention their name? I could bleep that out if you want.
0: Um, but like, I, wanted, I wanted to point out
1: that not like those Italians who keep sending us crates of. <laughs> the j and b j and b
0: yeah oh um, man but this one see i picked two pumpkin beers for J&B's us and drink.
2: chewing the scenery or our movie podcast <laughs>
0: there's actual pumpkin Ping, in this.
1: there's another crayon as well yeah
0: yeah let's yeah does this, does this make enough noise <laughs> there you go um
1: j and yes
0: so uh yeah the other one we're going to try is from denver beer company hey pumpkin Hey! Exclamation hey, point! Pum- pumpkin. Hey, pumpkin. Yeah. And it's spelled correctly, and it's ale brewed with pumpkin and spices. Mm. Okay. So I just wanted to tell the listeners that we're not just drinking something where they just put cardamom and cinnamon in it. We're no. It's- they, they actually took a pumpkin and puree it, and put it in here somewhere. There's
2: a pumpkin in every bottle. Yeah,
0: there is. You just just put a little bit of pumpkin dust in there, and boom.
2: It's some sort of fermented pumpkin juice we're drinking.
0: Yeah. All right, what else did I watch, you might ask? Yes. Greta from 2019. Um, This is the one where the preview gives away everything. The trailer is just like, hey, do you hate wondering about what might happen in a movie? Here you go. Here's a, you know... uh, we're uh, to to to... A minute and a half. Oh, it's the one where this um, this girl is new to the big city. She's from a different city or town. And uh, she's on the subway and sees this green, posho-looking bag. And grabs it and looks in it. And sure enough, there's an ID. So she goes to this woman's house to return the bag. With all the money in it and everything. And the woman thanks her and invites her in. And they become friends. Well... I'm not really spoiling anything that the 90 seconds or two minutes of the trailer doesn't spoil, but the woman's a weirdo and a stalker and she plants the bags on purpose and she's done this several times. I'm sorry to ruin this if if you're not smart enough to figure it out, like when the girl sees the bag and meets the woman, but the trailer is just like, dun, dun, dun. It shows you like pivotal moments Mm -hmm. and plot points, like all of them basically. Right. And so the woman becomes a dangerous stalker. Uh, I can't not ruin that one because it's ruined for you. Every step, every way you look at this movie. Um, I'm surprised the poster for it doesn't have post-it notes on it telling you all the stuff that's on the poster.
1: Uh, Just just hand over your money at the box office and go away. That's the only one.
0: It was watchable, but not as much as it was predictable and ruined before you even get to it. So... Um, go ahead and watch it if you got nothing else to do. Um it was competently made, but it was incompetently um dealt with as far as the promotion of it. Mm. Um I watched some more episodes of Big Mouth on Netflix, which is great. Um a Netflix original It's not
2: about that singing bass.
0: <laughs> no <Nope>. Billy. <laughs> Billy the bass, no. You could hack those, did you know that? Yes. That that had to have been the best thing you could do with one of those stupid things.
1: Yeah. So, what when there's trout that are on the wall and yeah, uh-huh, and yeah. they sing, yeah, they flop you know, and sing. The Queen of England has one of those. Oh yes, her castle in Scotland.
0: That's great.
2: I re- yeah, but I can't remember who gave that to her. Uh, Guy Fieri? No, no, no it was, I, way it was before like his Bill time. Clinton or somebody gave her that. <laughs> I don't remember.
0: You look but like yes, you need a bass. Yes, I heard that story. <laughs> he was more known for giving trout, not bass, but. That's another story. So, um, Big Mouth. I watched some episodes of that. It's a funny cartoon. I watched the new Eddie Murphy oh, uh, movie for Netflix. Dolomite is my name mm-hmm. from 2019. Now, this is about Rudy Ray Moore, who was um, a self-made black exploitation star. Uh, he before that he was uh, a comedian and a singer. He did what were called party albums. And I I know Dana Gould talked about this with the makers of the movie on his show. Uh, And this was not like you'd buy a Richard Pryor album and it's Richard Pryor on a stage in front of an audience and he's got a comedy routine. This was just like somebody in a room full of rowdy people just, you know, busting some rhymes and, you know, saying some crazy things. And there were some actual jokes, but just saying a lot of crazy things that just weren't really necessarily jokes, but getting the crowd riled up. So these were a different kind of album and they started out as kind of underground and then they went kind of mainstream, but not really. And then Rudy Ray Moore said, look at all this stuff with these shaft movies and everything and Superfly." And he was a little late on the, mm-hmm. on the uptake on this, but he decided. He I was, can do that. Yeah. I could do that myself. I don't, I don't need to go see this stuff. I want to make this stuff. I want to be that guy up there. Yeah. And so he kind of learned some Kung Fu kind of got a crew together Kind of had a budget, used a lot of film ends instead of, uh, you know, actual new reels of film, mm-hmm. which is something you could do, you know, buy a couple hundred feet of film here and there and splice it all together. Um, it was really entertaining and Eddie Murphy does a great job. Yeah. Uh, and and as far as something set in the 70s, they did a nice job with all the set decoration and um, wardrobe and everything was spot on for the era that it was, it was set in like 74. Uh, really fun movie. Good cast. Um, yesterday, with a snow day from work and working from home, uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. I figured, Ooh. well, there's a part where he, where the Wolfman digs the Frankenstein monster out of the, you know, out of the snow and ice. Right. I figured it was a good yeah. day for it because I had to do that, that. was a good idea. Three times. <laughs> I <to>, Frankenstein
2: <laughs> monster. He kept getting frozen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to keep digging him out. <laughs> No, it's a
2: weird day. Don't move to Denver,
0: <laughs> right? We got eight inches of snow followed by another eight inches of snow, and
2: Frankenstein's just <laughs> freezing out there, yeah,
0: right? Hey, if they're if you're cold, they're cold. Uh huh. Bring, bring them, them in. Bring, them bring in. your Frankenstein in. <laughs> okay. Um, and then one that I've I should have watched months ago: Nightmare Alley from 1947. Oh, wow. Tyrone Power. No. Um, that one. Uh, let's see. I want to grab that one here um it's it's a cla- it's a classic uh, film noir um one of the probably better known ones i guess based on a novel written by william Lindsay gresham uh power is uh a circus guy or a carnival guy mm-hmm. yeah who is very handsome and, and and he's very calculating and smart and charming and so he's got uh he's got this one woman kind of on the hook and she's a little older and she's, she's not a sap and she's not really falling for everything he says or does, but, uh, but you could tell she's interested and she's got some sort of a code worked out, you know, with her husband and, uh, or man friend, whatever. I'm not sure they're married. I think they're married and they can do this psychic routine where it's stunning and nobody knows how they do it, but it's a code with emphasis on syllables and uh, choice of words and different things you can do. Um, but this one is uh, its a really uh, kind of sleazy carnival, and there's lots of characters, as you might expect. And I don't want to say too much about where it goes, but um, but there's a whole story arc and then things come kind of full circle in some ways that I don't want to give away. but. Uh, it spends a lot of its time in in Chicago, and before I really recognized that for sure it was Chicago, I heard them say something about the, the, uh, the carnival got rained out in Kankakee. Yeah, oh. uh, we used to go fishing in Kankakee when I was a little kid. That's where oh. that's where Grandpa took us. So that was <laughs> kind of cool. Did you ever get rained out? Um, I don't remember getting rained out. I think Grandpa was pretty good at choosing fishing days. Oh. I've got a picture somewhere of us holding up the fish that we caught in Kankakee. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, anywho, um, this one is super entertaining and just suspenseful enough to keep you going, but not so much to where it's going to give you an ulcer or anything like that. It's a really good noir. Um, it's uh, Joan Blondell. Who's the other woman, the younger one? Um, Colleen Gray?
1: Colleen Gray. Yeah, Molly. Walker. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, she is really pretty. And he, of course, takes a shine to her, and they sort of run away together and start their own gig. And that's kind of where the movie
1: is like, oh. It goes very dark places.
0: It does. It goes very dark places. And you're thinking, well, you know what? Uh, this guy's not going <laughs> to.
1: <laughs> no one's going to be happier than Nobody's this. Nobody's
0: going to live happily ever <laughs> after in this movie. <laughs> and That's how a noir should end. Right. Every, yes. Everything goes sideways and horrible. Uh-huh. And people either end up insane or drunk or dead or something. Yeah. Yeah, we're all three. All uh, happy endings, you yeah. Know. So then here's the next one. Then. Best
2: ones are when all
1: all the main characters are dead by the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> and one of them's been narrating it all along. Uh-huh, you know, yeah. floating in a swimming pool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man.
0: Have either one of you seen The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot? No, no I've
1: been waiting.
2: I've been meaning to watch this, and then for whatever reason, I, I can't pull the trigger.
0: Okay, it is so worth it.
2: Yeah. You will really enjoy this. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, say no more. Brian recommended it to me. And I said, well, all you had to say was Sam Elliott, and I'll I'm, I'm yeah. watch it, you know, because, you know, I'm a dudist. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all about, you know, anything Lebowski related. And uh, Sam Elliott does a great job in this. So, what what's happening in this movie is you're seeing um, an old guy who you're not sure what's troubling him. And through a series of flashbacks, you learn that. He, this this is set in the 80s, um, and they don't really hit you hard with the 80s stuff at all. I mean, you get Billy Squire on a jukebox, and you get some cars and some outfits that kind of tell you maybe it's not present day. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but what's going on in this movie is that um, you find out through flashbacks that he was in World War II, and he had some really special um, skills and abilities, and was sent in to assassinate Hitler. Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, just like with Saddam Hussein, there were probably several Hitlers, and uh-huh. he killed one of them, but... Uh, and, and Killed a Hitler, not the Hitler. <laughs> well, he may have killed the Hitler, and the one in the bunker may have been a fake. Uh-huh. But, uh, in any event, it's in the title, so that's not a spoiler, that he is the man who killed Hitler, and mm-hmm. then the Bigfoot. Uh, it's The title is, uh, as a friend of mine said, uh, it's a real mouthful. Uh, uh-huh. But... It's uh, fantastic. It's a gr- it's great. It tells it tells you that uh, this is going to be something different and crazy, and and go forth knowing that. Um, what you don't expect is how much of a of a uh, love story it is. And uh, between
2: Hitler and the Bigfoot.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you'd think nothing could tear them apart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but an assassin's bullet. Um, you had to really lean over to kiss him. Like, yeah, like Dracula. Right, just like Dracula.
0: Yeah, you know the Bigfoot's really tall, and Hitler's like a see, girl. See, I could see
2: Dracula and Hitler getting along, but the Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, he seemed like a pretty groovy dude. What's he doing hanging out with Hitler or a Hitler?
0: Yeah, a Hitler. Like you mean Adolf Hitler?
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <You> can- <laughs> no, instead of the Hitler.
0: Oh, the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a period Hitler. No, just a Hitler. Okay, um, not Kyle Hitler, but no a for Adolf. No, no, no. Kyle Hitler was the um, the sullen younger brother of Adolf Hitler. He was just Kyle. Old. Kyle Hitler. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he was always really annoyed that his brother's antics were, you know, casting such a bad light on him. Have you seen the trailers for Jojo Rabbit? No, it's playing at the Esquire. What is this? Or maybe I have. We saw the
2: trailer with the sound off because I turned the I hit the mute button when the commercials come on on Hulu. It looks like a springtime for Hitler kind of thing, and I just I was I was deeply deeply offended. Wow! I'm I've I've
0: oh I know which one this is, is yeah the, yeah yeah
1: who yeah. directed Thor Ragnarok
0: yes yeah. Um, Taika Waititi, yeah. yeah, yes,
2: who I like, and maybe it's a good movie. I've not seen the movie, but the ad, um,
0: are people trying to soft pedal Nazis back into our lives? That's exactly
2: <laughs> what it felt like. It was <laughs> like fuck this. We have real Nazis now. We don't need to like have a lighthearted Nazi movie,
0: right? Yeah, like Stalag <laughs> yeah.
2: Seventeen, I think it was. You know, unless it's people mowing Nazis down with machine guns, I don't want to watch it. Right. <laughs> I don't want any, you know, lighthearted Nazi movies. Right. You know, it's disgusting people.
0: <laughs> oh, and and for any of our listeners who are Nazis, you're you're free to let yourselves out. No, I don't
2: no. believe our listener is a Nazi. I no, hope he's not or she.
0: <laughs> no, there's no Nazis listening to this. Um. All and right, if there are, stop. That yeah, yeah, don't listen to us. We're we're absolutely against. We're diametrically opposed to everything you believe in. Except for you, maybe you like dogs, we do too.
1: (laughs) No, No, that. I call them canines. (laughs) Or I call them
0: dogs. (laughs) Um, That's it for my recently watched. Uh, Who wants to go next?
1: Uh, I'll go. I watched
2: Phenomenon. Dario Argento film, 1986, Jennifer Connelly. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it a few months ago. Go listen to that episode and you can talk I talked about it then. Oh. <clears throat> uh but Gene hadn't seen it. So you watched it again. Yeah. Awesome. So but I'll i I'll rewatch Argento. It's got a chimpanzee with a razor blade.
0: Oh, say no more. In it,
2: yeah. And yeah. a girl who can control insects. Wow. Yeah. And Don- Donald Pleasance. And Donald Pleasance.
0: Oh, what's he what's he look like in this one? His, uh, his normal
2: self? Normal self, but he's in a wheelchair.
0: Oh. He's like, I'm not getting up for I'm this. I'm not walking for this role. <laughs> I'm going to be Dario. falling down drunk. Um, I'm going to be wheeling forward. And drunk. then
2: we watched The Devil Rides Out. Oh, with Christopher Lee and Charles Gray. Okay. Um, I really liked this one. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a Hammer film I had not seen. Oh, mm-hmm. but uh, or did I say Christopher Gray? I meant Charles Gray.
1: Yeah, Charles Gray, Christopher Lee. Christopher
2: Lee, yeah. Charles Gray. It's fantastic. He plays a Satanist. Um, oh. Yeah, here. Yeah. Try some of this pumpkin. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, hey, pumpkin. Hey,
2: pumpkin. It was
1: his favorite role, wasn't it?
2: Oh, was it? Christopher Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love how he just burst in. Uh, Christopher Lee and another guy go to a party to see their friend. or Well, they go to their friend's house and there's a party going on and christopher lee's like you didn't invite us and then he immediately susses out the fact that they're satanist (laughs) and he's uh he's on the case to get his buddy out of uh out of his satanic baptism um
0: (laughs) satanists have baptisms
2: yeah baptized in fire uh it's uh i don't know it's it's great because they a normal movie would have had like an hour of people not believing Christopher Lee or maybe he doesn't believe it himself and they just drag that shit out when everybody knows they're satanist. This within like 5 minutes he's like on it. <laughs> he's like fuck this my friend's not going to going to become a satanist. <laughs> um, he's a bit of a busybody.
0: Yeah, so you're not allowed to believe what you want to believe Yeah, exactly He's going to slap the Satan right out of
1: you These Satanists don't seem so bad Charles Graves Do you imagine in his younger years he made mistakes at several baptisms (laughs) That that (laughs) didn't turn out to be Satanists Very embarrassing
0: Yeah,
2: we just didn't invite you Because you always think the other guests are Satanists And you flip (laughs) out Kind of a dick that way I like his buddy, and I don't remember who who plays the buddy. But the buddy's like totally oblivious, like Satanist? What do you mean? (laughs) And there's like a big goat on the floor, and he's still kind of. I don't really know what's going
0: on, Mm.
2: but he's he's down for breaking up some black masses. All right, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, Charles Gray probably only has like maybe six or eight minutes of film time really where he speaks but it's fantastic when he threatens the the friend's wife
1: hmm yeah it's good
2: yeah it's got a car chase oh didn't think i'd see a car chase in a hammer film (laughs) you know but yeah
0: (laughs) because it normally messes up the frills on the shirts yeah (laughs) they're all flapping in the breeze
2: it's one of those where it starts out and uh you're like, you look at the cars and the way the people are dressed. And I had to ask Gene, pastos or paschos? <laughs> she said, I think they're both. So, yes, it did indeed turn out they were paschos and in the past. Okay. But it was one of those where you're like, hmm, maybe they just drive a really fancy Rolls Royce, yeah. you know, from the 30s, but it's, it's set in the, the 60s or whatever. Okay. Whenever the film was made, mm-hmm. 70s. Um, and then finally, what else did we watch? Oh Dracula ad 1972.
0: How was that for you? Ooh
2: um, such fun. It's fun. Uh, this lady has the most 70s like uh, milkmaid outfit I'll call it. okay on it is something else. Um, the music is a little inappropriate. It's a little like. <laughs> Kind of jazzy, bam, chasey,
1: bam, bam, bam,
2: yeah, music <laughs> when they're running around. Um, Eugenia put it Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Austin Powers. Okay, yeah, and I think that's pretty close. I enjoyed it, I liked it not yeah. as much as uh, The Devil Rides Out. Mm. I think The Devil Rides Out was actually a pretty good film, yeah, was good. you know, whereas this is just it's right on that edge of being kind of campy. And unfortunately, you were right. Dracula just hangs out in the church the whole time. Mm -hmm. He doesn't go anywhere. He has all
1: of London. Yeah, the one after that is better. He actually gets out and he runs a corporation.
0: Oh,
2: okay. (laughs) I'll have to watch that.
0: (laughs) I like that. So was that it for your recently watched? Um,
2: Yeah, we finished up the Wu-Tang Clan.
0: Oh, yeah, that 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 miniseries. Yeah. Yeah, how was that? It was
2: really good. I liked it a lot. Um, We listen to Wu-Tang at work quite a bit. Yeah.
1: Does yeah. it start off with little squares with, like, ghost face in one square <laughs> looking up at the in <laughs> oh, another square? Oh, that would be
2: fantastic, because there are nine of them. Yeah. That's so They're like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Uh, it's sad. Uh, I assume they're going to have a second season, uh, but two of the Wu-Tang Clan are no members people. aren't in the show they're not mentioned so you hmm what's going on i assume because they joined later right. they're just not in the first season okay you know one guy he said uh, master killer he said he joined he had never rapped before oh wow but they kind of taught him and so he his his thought was like wow i joined like the hottest rap group of all time <laughs> I didn't have to like work at anything. I just like <laughs> hopped on. What luck did jumped, I have? Just jumped on the moving train. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it's really good because you you know I don't know all the actors are are fantastic. The writing's really sharp. Um, you get I don't know if listeners would like this, you know, listener um, or anybody wants to see this. But I found the show one of the neatest things was. Man, the racism from white people is constant. Even if it's just the most minor thing of like, hey, bro, you know, I know you're a drug dealer. (laughs) Because I'm black? What the fuck? Based on what, sir? (laughs) You know, exactly. And I've not seen a show that does that. You know, as a white person, I don't don't feel that. But man, this show really makes you aware of it. Because even people who... White people are on your side are probably going to say something stupid, <laughs> to sure, you. something yeah. just pig ignorant, right. and uh, <laughs> it's like wow this it grinds on you in the show. Wow, you feel for these characters. You're like, oh, dude, try and get a record deal, and like right off the bat they insult him. they are like, oh, I know you know it, making a record probably beats dealing drugs or whatever they tell him. Oh God, you know, so
0: that's so. Uh, that's so-
2: it was a it was It was
0: a good show, I really liked it, yeah, racists with presumptions wow yeah and and I think everybody has their own level of prejudices and racist notions oh or, certainly I mean on some level, but wow, some people really are just dumb and actually believe yeah. stupid things
2: and this this takes place about thirty years ago, of course, so they did they did a good job of making it look like the early nineties, yeah. You know cars, I mean, what's really changed though? I mean, you can use all the same buildings. It's not like we have futuristic buildings now or something. yeah,
0: we yeah, we don't, and uh
2: no flying cars yet,
0: no flying cars, I mean, cell towers would be the only thing that would be any kind of a giveaway, yeah, as long as you know how to. You know, leave newer businesses. You don't want to be showing Panera Bread in your shot or anything. They do
2: make a reference. One of the characters asked another one. It's like, have you checked out that new Blockbuster video? (laughs) Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) That's great. It's funny. Like, the first time I saw a Hollywood video, I didn't know that it was a franchise. I thought it was just another independently owned.
2: Oh, yeah. I thought the same thing. Yeah. I thought that uh, because some people got killed at a Hollywood video in Albuquerque. Uh Uh-huh. Um. And I was, I was under the impression that it was just an Albuquerque, like. Mom and Pop. M- mom and Pop video store. Yeah. But no, it's not the case.
0: Yeah, we had one on Capitol Hill in Seattle. And uh, it was right near where I used to go and get my coffee. And I was like, huh, I should get a membership there because I'm up here getting coffee often enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, it uh, turned out that the same logo, the same name was in other yeah. cities. And I went, oh, okay, I get it. I
2: joined Blockbuster.
0: Yeah, you drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. So... But uh, I believe that's all
2: I've watched.
1: Okay, Jolien, what about you? Uh, On TV, we're still watching uh, American Horror Story 1984, Uh, which is now 1989. And the wheels Uh, have stayed uh, off. Yeah. (laughs) So they get up to, like, halfway through, and then basically that's the end of the 1984. And then the next... The back half of the series is... uh, the sequel as it were the 80s. oh okay so the late 80s sequel to what happened before so uh so in this one the, the everyone's going back to the camp because they're going to do this big 80s concert there headlined by billy idol and so all, all the various factions are gathering there for a, for another bloodbath.
2: oh okay um
1: so still watching that uh I've, I've, billy idol in it no, a lot of his music is oh man because the the satan guy is really into him okay because um, I don't imagine Billy Idol would be
2: terribly expensive to get in your show at this point.
0: <laughs> and they would just put the you know the blurry filter on you know. and show him from uh-huh. really wide but shots. He, he
1: played here. <clears throat> was it last year or this year? Oh, really? Apparently, he was really good. Oh, I imagine all, all he is. The, all the women I know in town went to see him. Oh, I imagine. They yeah, they still love him.
2: Yeah, the um, English poet William Idol. <laughs> <laughs> Is how I like to describe him.
0: <laughs> Ever hear the story about the time that uh, that he and Robert Smith met? <laughs> he,
2: yes, I've heard this story, but I don't remember how it goes.
0: They were in the bathroom of some nightclub where the bands were playing. Generation X was playing and The Cure were playing. I guess Billy Idol was like falling down drunk and talking some shit. And I think Robert Smith turned and peed on him. Because <laughs> oh. he, he was flailing on the floor. So the story goes. I don't know if it's true. So, yeah, Robert Smith mm-hmm. can be a jerk. Good guy. Yeah, <laughs> good guy. Big guy. Oh, is oh, he big guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. He,
1: yeah. He picked someone up and threw him. Yeah, really? he is I forget, a big guy. I forget what that story was. Wow. A similar incident. Uh, all right. Uh, other TV. Um, kind of uh, still watching Creep Show. Mm. Are, are, oh, are you, are you I need to watch one? those. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about it for a while, so I caught up.
0: So what are there three or four episodes now?
1: Um, yeah, they they uh, they're up to five. So okay. they've got one more to go. Um, I think five is the best set. Oh, okay. Best pair. Uh, the first story is another variation on "No Monkeys Poor," called Night of the Poor." <laughs> um, <laughs> they didn't even try and
0: hide it. They're just like, yeah. It's and another and this paw.
1: one, they've you know they've got like the lead characters, uh, are people who are actually pushing their performance. So it you know it's like that like kind of leslie nielsen in the original creep show sort of level of yeah caricature but but you know it's it's punchier you know it, it, it's um previous episodes have been the they're kind of like there's not much contrast in the photography and the characters are kind of realistic and kind of bland yeah um but uh yeah i enjoyed this one so uh uh yeah night at the poor and then that's followed by uh uh uh, time is tough in uh, Musco Hollow, which is uh, it's got David Arquette in it, and uh, it's got a bunch of uh, politicians and and police and religious types who've who've done something terribly wrong, and they're all being kept in this cell, and uh, they they're, they all get chained into these chairs, and they're going to be lifted up into the ceiling, and it fills you in as, as you go along what what they've done and what the situation is. And it pays off in a very gruesome way. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed that one, too. There's, there's this guy who plays the mayor who's just, like, giving it 200%. Oh, man. It, yeah, it's, that one's quite fun. And yeah. it's got lots of uh, Kelly Jones artwork in that episode oh, as well. Oh, very nice. Um, I love Kelly Jones. Oh, um Shudder, they have Nightmare Cinema. I've started watching that. Uh, that's an anthology. Hmm, okay. Um, so it's directed by, like, uh, Joe Dante, uh, Ryuhei Kitamura... Oh. Uh, various people you know they each do a story wow. um so uh you know people are drawn into the cinema and then they then there's the story is on the screen and it's something that the people watching it are in
2: oh okay uh
1: and then yes yeah, so like the first one it's like you're you're dropped into the last 20 minutes of a slasher movie and uh and you know think fair enough is you know it's a pretty good slasher movie but a little while later, it just takes this turn. <laughs> you realize it's something very different. Uh, just, just does this hairpin turn on you, and it, it's really good. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that one so far. Oh, uh, So right. that's on Shadow, uh, Nightmare Cinema. I have to check that And out. then they also have Wax Mask, which is the um, movie uh, Sergio Stivaletti ended up directing. It's, uh, it was supposed to go to Lucio Fulci. Oh, okay. It was a project he was developing with uh, Dario Argento. But huh. 40 uh, died and yeah so we went to Stibiletti. But that's oh, not okay show. so yeah, so check it out. Um uh, right. Uh movie movies. Um so Annabelle Comes Home, twenty nineteen. Oh boy. Uh, speaking How is of it? killer dolls, um I uh, I enjoyed it. It's like a is a good natured sort of haunt. Okay. You know what you expect from uh Blumhouse. Uh Jumps and things. Right. Uh, nice. So it's sort of almost entirely set in the Warrens' house. Okay. Uh, back in the 1970s. And it's, so there's like this babysitter taking care of their daughter. And uh, and then her friends turn up. and But, you know, obviously Annabelle gets out. And um, uh, there's a werewolf in it. Oh, good. Um, there, there's some cool new ideas. You know, it just throws so many ideas at you. At you some of them really work. Uh, I like the one with the projector. Um, uh, and and it's set in around 1972 because they, the saddest bit in the movie is uh, uh, one of them goes into this uh, supermarket and there's like this uh, standing rack of comic books. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> And it's like vintage 72 Batman Swamp Thing issue one. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, oh, my heart broke. Yeah.
0: Did you ever see the uh, comic book vending machines? Did you guys ever see one of those? No. I'm sure they did not work well. And it was probably really hard to to stock the things.
1: Mm. And I'm pretty sure that... Yeah, they have manga ones in Japan.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. It's probably not too different from that. That was a 70s thing.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so I finished up the Dracula Hammer Dracula series with The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. All right. I uh, posted about it on Facebook with lots of pictures in it. Um, very enjoyable. Have you seen that one yet? No. Oh, it's such fun. So this is this is basically um, Hammer was casting around for uh, uh, deals with people from other countries because they tried a whole bunch of projects in the European film market. None of them got money. Uh, America had pulled out in in the seventies because the uh, exchange against the pound was worse for them. Oh, okay. So they lost a lot of that money. So they were looking so they started going really far afield. So they went to India and they were going to do this movie called Kali uh, Devil Bride of Dracula. Ooh. And uh and I uh that ends up uh, that never got made. But um uh, Mark Gattis put together a radio program drama version of it for the BBC. Ooh. So if you look at my post on Facebook, I've got a link to Okay, that. excellent. Um and uh, and then one of the I forget which it was I think was it Michael Carreras but anyway someone in production was married to a Chinese woman and so he had links to um, Shaw Brothers and so they did this deal where they they did two movies back to back in Hong Kong one was Chateau which is this I uh, saw ages ago and it's a pretty bad like uh, uh, kung fu thriller. Uh, with with western actors yeah. in it too much but it's got tai lung in it um and this one which is a lot of fun um you know a whole army of undead led by seven golden vampires ooh and it's based on um uh, seven samurai so they're like they're besieging this village and just taking the young women out and just draining their blood off oh and they have this like circle of um, draining racks set up for each vampire so there's like seven half-naked women being drained of their blood. Wow. <laughs> into this central blood vat. But anyway, uh, so Van Helsing's on this lecture tour, and he gets... Uh, uh, and then um, there's this... Uh, uh, is it Peter Cushing again? Yeah, it's Peter okay. Cushing. And he he gets... Uh, uh, one of the people at the lecture is played by David Chang, who is a huge star in Hong Kong. Okay. And um, uh, he's he's got sis, uh, six brothers and a sister who want to go back to this village where his ancestor fought the vampires. Oh, okay. and uh, they want to go in and, and take out all the vampires. So they, they bring him in and they get on this, this journey and they get attacked all the time. And there's so many vampires you think that, you know, they really don't have much chance, but it's, uh, well, yeah, sounds it, excellent. it gets really, <laughs> really bloody. And, and yeah, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and uh, that's fun. Uh, are they, uh, are they, uh,
2: Western vampires or
1: hopping vampires? Um, this is before Hong Kong really got into hopping vampires. They, oh, okay. So, uh, so these, these are called the uh, Zhang which means stiff corpse. And uh, they, there had been a few movies with them in, and there's definitely be lots of uh, like literary stories about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't really take off until the 80s. Oh, okay. Um, so Summer Hung did this movie called uh, Encounters of the Spooky Kind, Ooh. where he combined martial arts, comedy, horror... Uh, and these these vampires, and then a, f- uh, a few years later there was Mr. Vampire, and that set off a whole... Oh, you know, there's this huge boom in these, these vampire movies in the in eighties. Wow, masses of them. Um, but but at this point, Hong Kong hadn't really done that many horror movies. They'd done like classical sort of ghost movies uh-huh. based on like classical literature, and and they they'd done one called uh, The Devil's Mirror uh, in 1972 which is about a witch, and it's got lots of martial arts and just uh, lots of special effects in it. Uh, that one's really fun as well. Oh, okay. But, uh, and then after Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires, they started doing um, there's the Black Magic series and, um, and things like that, it's like really gross stuff. Yeah. And then in the 80s, they, they brought in comedy, and uh, it became big box office oh, wow. for a few years. Um but yeah, so this this was quite a, a landmark. It wasn't a successful movie financially. Ah,
2: yeah. oh, that's too bad. But
1: uh yeah, and uh perhaps it's off I that and, and like uh Western movies like The Exorcist being mm-hmm. huge international hits really triggered off a horror boom in Asia. Oh, okay. Um Okay, when uh, I watched on Tubi, I think was uh, the Ooh, leg- you Legend. You got into that
0: dustbin, did you? Yeah,
1: Legend of Halloween Jack, 2018. I thought oh, I'll check out a Halloween movie. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a Welsh Halloween movie. Uh, I was really hoping that they'd pull off a good one, but it's not. It's, oh. uh, probably I shouldn't say much about that. It's got clips of White Zombie, Plan 9, Caligari, Dementia 13, Carnival of Souls, Nosferatu, Night of the Living Dead. You know all those. Yeah, uh, movies they don't have to pay for. Right, yeah, public (laughs) Uh, domain. Murders take place in Dunwich. Um, It's a guy dressed as a scarecrow. Um, He's this guy who was lynched. Everyone thought that he'd done these these murders, but he he hadn't. So all these local people and officials uh, kill him. Um, Yeah, the score's not bad. Uh, Scarecrow's not bad looking... He's got this really lame Halloween party at the village hall, where you've got a total of eight people dancing, <laughs> and they're all men. <laughs> and then in the corner, there's these two women sitting chatting. It just looks like the worst. The worst party ever. <laughs> um, like they couldn't even get extras for this thing. Yeah, And, and the kills are really lame. Oh. Uh, and the story ends about 20 minutes short of the running time. He thought, "What are they going to do now?" But what they are going to do is uh, about 10 minutes of slow motion grieving and then 10 minutes of credits. Oh, my God. (laughs) So there you go. (coughs) Uh, It was horrible. Oh, wow. (laughs) Good to know. Uh, All right. Uh, I think I'm almost done. Uh, Okay. Um, Oh, I watched another uh, video, Nasty. Um, Excellent. Another one off my list. Uh, This one's called uh, Night of the Demon. 1980, Not to be confused with the 1957 classic. Right. Or Night of the Demons. Right. Uh, This is a Bigfoot movie.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, wow. The
1: only Bigfoot movie on the list, I think. Oh. Uh, So um, uh, this starts uh, uh, with a fisherman getting an arm ripped off. And the blood from his stump fills this huge footprint. And you see that it's a Bigfoot footprint. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So I thought, wow this must be directed by Scorsese. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, a couple of minutes later, first sex scene. Wow. Uh, Big Don't Foot, waste time. Uh, Bigfoot cuts in. Um, then uh, then after that, uh, another, another couple starts making love. And then it, and then it cuts to uh, a bunch of people going on a hunt uh, led by Professor Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> in this case, Ted's P- father? <laughs> well, it, this this guy, guy's named Bill Nugent. Um, this is from 1980, so I don't think the timeline. Oh uh, no, quite it work. work. Uh, there's a lot of plaid. Um, about 18 minutes in, Bigfoot does a sleeping bag kill. Oh really? Oh. And it's a good one. Good. I'm glad good, to hear.
0: Yeah. I'm glad to hear this.
1: Um, this this delivers on gore. Oh okay. Uh, so uh, anyway, somewhere in the woods is a woman named Crazy Wanda. So the, this, this bunch of students and their professor go searching for her because they think she'll know what's going on. There's also a, a satanic cult of Bigfoot.
2: Oh, good. Um, okay.
1: Uh, That's a good crossover. And uh, in case things start to get boring, every now and then someone will say, there was this one time, and it will just cut to the story of Bigfoot killing somebody. <laughs> wow. So it will suddenly go to, uh, there's a biker stops by the side of the road, and he, and he pees in a bush. It's the wrong bush. Uh-oh. And uh, Bigfoot goes for uh, yeah. what's hanging in Easy Ridge. Yeah. Um, typical. Man. Uh, there's a couple of Girl Scouts. Get <laughs> I'll give away another kill. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. The Bigfoot grabs both these Girl Scouts and they, um, and they produce their knives to defend themselves. But he grabs their knife hands and he makes them stab each other to death. <laughs>
0: Oh. Wow. What, okay, what's the name of this one again?
1: <laughs> this is called Night of the Demon. Oh, okay. And if you're searching for it, you've got to of put it in 1980. Because, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And at some points you think, oh, the director's making an effort on this one. They're trying to do something. Uh, you know, it doesn't go for the obvious. You know, it's not like those... Not, like some of those Bigfoot movies, they just lock off the camera and you're just looking at not much and people just talking yeah. perpendicular to the camera. Yeah. Uh this one has got some creative shots in it. You know? Oh, all right. Um, and yeah, lots so, of gore. Yep. Yeah. Oh boy, at, at the end. Oh man. <laughs> I don't want to give it away, but uh, yeah, I recommend that one. Um, so that that was it, I think. Wow. Wow. So the, the only video nasties I've got left to see now are basically the um, the Nazi exploitation ones, which I'm not keen on at all. But right, they're always left for me.
2: Oh wow! Holy wow! What are you going to do after you you run out of video now I don't know if I'm
1: even going to bother watching those. No, just, I probably wouldn't, but... It'd make you feel scummy when you watch those.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Do, do you want to hear something good? Yeah. Brazil is still listening to us.
2: Brazil is still listening? Yeah. Thank you, Brazil.
0: Yeah, our top countries. I, I pulled up the stats. Mm-hmm. Still was, Brazil? We've got United States, United Kingdom, Brazil, Australia, Slovenia.
1: Well, I, I raise a glass of Hey Pumpkin to you.
0: All right. Hey Pumpkin. Um, and of course I see, uh, yeah, we don't want to name names, but, uh, dear listeners, we see you and, uh, top cities. Ooh, should we see what top cities are? Yeah. Why not? I, I can't pronounce some of these, but that's cool. Um, we got Attleboro, Massachusetts. Thank you for listening. Leeds wow, UK. Leeds. Whoa. Yeah. Leeds, man. So wow. Leeds is like, Hey, there's a Brit on this show. The I'm listening. Place of
1: golf. <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. Uh, Chicago. Illinois, of course. Belo Horizonte, Brazil. There's a good, good place.
2: Cranston, Rhode Island.
0: Cranston, Rhode Island. Is that where Brian Cranston's from? Um, it is. Uh, he bought
2: the town, put his name on it,
1: on like Tarzana. Uh
2: huh. He bought it with his uh,
1: math money. Is your brother in West Perth? He's not in Perth. He's he's near Perth. Oh, okay. Not West Perth. He's okay. on the coast.
0: Well, that's a coincidence because we got someone. Uh, in West Perth listening to us
1: hmm, well wow.
0: and and, uh, and I see Gaspar is listening to us in Slovenia that's cool um australia do sol do sol brazil I'm butchering that um yeah there's there's some uh there's some listeners listening um man Serbian listeners.
1: All right. Well, happy Halloween, everyone.
0: Yeah. Thank you for listening to us. Um, should we get on with talking about yes. this uh, this Chucky or Buddy movie, depending on... Buddy. Uh, Buddy. Booty. Yes,
2: he's not Chucky. He's uh, Buddy.
0: He's Buddy until you name him something else, like Chucky or Chode or whatever you want to name him. Yeah. Which was typical awful kids in a movie. Um, so this this movie uh, uses um, AI, gone, gone wacky, in, in, in place of uh, voodoo.
1: Uh, well, does the AI go wacky? It's kind of doing what it's programmed to do.
0: I guess it is. Um, it's simply following orders. Yeah. <laughs> we well, found
2: it a lot less believable than the voodoo.
0: <laughs> it's, it's funny you should say that. Okay, first question, uh, and, and I could probably uh, figure this out on a rewatch. Was the guy in the factory fixing the doll... Uh, or finishing the doll, was he was he doing a refurbished job, or was he manufacturing?
2: Manufacturing.
0: Okay. So it wasn't a refurb.
2: No, it okay. was manufacturing.
0: Okay. And of course, the boss belittles him, yells at him, and tells him he's fired. So finish that one, and then you're out of here. Yeah.
2: So he takes all the safety precautions out of right. the code.
0: Right. So basically... Uh, the the uh, Asimov rules for right. robotics are out the window. Yes. Yeah. What, what do they call it? The three laws? Three laws of robotics. Originally. Yeah. Three laws of robotics. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's kind of the beginning of the story. So so uh, how did this work for you, Julian?
1: Uh, yeah. I, I, the premise felt more like uh, an Asimov story right. and, or, or Demon Seed. Have you seen that one? Mm, I don't know that I have. That's one where it is is basically an AI, it, this... this uh, a uh, house is like a sentient, it's like what we call oh, a smart yes, house. Yes, but it, it becomes
2: it, it, it starts killing everybody inside. Yeah,
1: it's got its own ideas about how it's going to evolve, and it involves the woman who stays in the house. Yeah, uh, I thought that was much more interesting than this, but huh? Um, yeah, well, that was from the 70s.
0: I was gonna say that's the same title as you know, I remember there being a movie by that name, I don't think I ever saw yeah, it
1: mid 70s. Oh, yeah. wow, uh, Robert Vaughn. Oh,
0: yeah. So, uh, so I think I saw that. But so this this works as plausibility because it could happen.
1: Do you guys well, do you I, guys I,
0: think this could happen? Like not this, but no. some version of this. Self driving car goes, humans are dumb, and then drives into a bridge <laughs> abutment.
1: <laughs> um, maybe well, someone could program it that way. Well, sure, but um,
0: but left to think for itself, maybe the car might be like, you know what?
1: I thought they'd do more work. Oh yeah, because he can. He's he's linked up to all the devices from this company. Mm-hmm. Right? But it, basically he doesn't it just do anything it play with the TV. it. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember him doing anything else. He uh, he drives the car. Yeah, he drives
2: the car. He controls the yeah. car, which I don't think that scene should have. I think that scene should have been cut because it didn't really go anywhere. It didn't really add anything yeah. except
1: another body. Yeah, it kills a sympathetic character. Yeah,
2: I think she could have died another way. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I felt like this Chuck, this buddy, buddy, uh, had a, uh, I think he needed, as far as writing goes, he needed more of a focus because he had kind of this jilted lover role, but he also had this kind of super overly protective parenting role of this of Andy. Yeah. yeah, he had a lot of issues. Yeah, and I felt like they should have chose one of those. Yeah, it would have helped the pacing a lot. Yeah, that was the big problem with this film. Was the pacing was bad? Off something. Mm-hmm. Right. Cuz they kind of throw you into it and then they're running and then you what you expect to be a a bigger ending than the uh, one at Zed Mart or whatever it was called. Um it just seemed like it fizzled out <laughs> rather than really building to a climax. I didn't dislike this film, but uh, there were some problems with it. It's, it's and it's sadly not as good as the original. <laughs> no,
0: do, do we regardless? Do we do we regard this as a reboot? Yeah. Um. So we. So one of the things, as far as like the notes I made to myself, were that like this is not. Uh, the AI gone wrong premise isn't new, but it is a different approach for something that has several sequels. Well, I guess you can't even really say that if it's a reboot. I mean, reboot means everything's fresh and different.
2: Yeah, Maybe. this is a reboot. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, but I will say the snowblower gobbling up the Christmas lights. Oh if, man, that as was
2: in, a fantastic death.
0: Yeah. Now, if they had not made it jokey at the end, I would have probably liked it better. Because it spits the guy's scalp out and it lands on a gnome oh, or something. Oh, no, that
2: was fantastic. you got to have a little bit of jokiness <laughs> when you watch something horrible. Yeah, I you guess. Know, somebody slips in the blood or, <laughs> you know. Yeah,
1: that does not me.
2: Yeah, I w- did want to know why he was growing watermelons. It seemed weird.
0: Yeah, he's got Christmas lights and watermelons. Is this in California? <laughs> I mean, no, it was uh, Chicago, I thought. It's supposed to be, anyway. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Because you know, watermelons should have been gone for a couple months by that point.
2: Yeah, well, I'm guessing the lights were up, and it was still summer. And he was finally getting around to taking them down.
0: Or maybe they were just party lights?
2: Maybe. And not but a- anyway, that was a fantastic kill. And the... The buddy, the the employee playing the buddy at the end who gets stamped in the neck. Oh God. Yeah. And then he takes the big head off and the blood sprays on the little girl. Yeah. My wife laughed in a way that frightened me.
0: <laughs> just don't wear any mascot heads. I was around just her. like, oh
2: my God, she's enjoying this too much. What have I done? <laughs> oh, I man. made her watch horror movies and she's gotten to the point where This is funny, and it was. I wish the movie was a little bit more of that. Mm. Just a little bit darker. um,
1: (laughs) I I wondered how he got inside that head, though.
0: Yeah. He,
2: like, stabs outside the head right when the guy's putting it down into the
1: neck. Yeah. And then
2: somehow the costume holds the blood in. I don't oh, understand okay. how it worked,
0: yeah, because it had some kind of straps or something that to hold yeah, it in place. And he
2: takes it off, and it sprays that little girl. And that poor girl just—they kept spraying her with more and more blood. Oh God, that
0: was great. Yeah. Now that this this scene reminded me of a friend of mine, Dave, who um, he worked in radio promotions for several years. And there was a local where, where the market where he worked. There there was a uh, local hardware store chain called Ziggy's, and it was. Um, the, probably the guy who started the company was something Ziggler was his last name. And so he was Ziggy. That was his nickname. And so they came up with this trade character that was this smiling blonde guy with a cap and overalls. And sometimes they would do events where they were helping promote Ziggy's or they were at a Ziggy's and there was a mascot costume you had to put on the bib overalls and the white shirt and the big giant head. And uh, this friend of mine took a sort of nude with just the Ziggy head. (laughs) Well, he had someone snap the picture for him, but he's in this pinup girl pose. No, no, you know, goods showing just, you know, you could see see his butt. (laughs) He's wearing just white socks and the Ziggy head. Man. And I, watching the scene, I was thinking, for no other good reason than it's a giant mascot head. It's like, oh, this reminds me (laughs) of my friend. And his days and promotions. Um, Yeah. Anyone who's ever had to put on one of those costumes for the opening of something or the promotion of something will tell you the costumes are hot and stink from too many people having worn them. Oh, my God. Yes, they do. And and like if you're out dressed as the Statue of Liberty waving at people at at a tax place or something, it's just going to be gross. Yeah. And um, what have you done in your life to end up at that place? And what are you going to do to get out of it? Yeah. All right. Sorry for the sidetrack. Anyway. So, yeah, that was a good kill. Gallons of blood sprayed on this poor girl. Um, So, so Kaslan or Kaslan, however they pronounced it. So this is basically just uh, a cautionary tale about the the Alexa and Amazon stuff in our lives. Which is scary. Mm -hmm. Like how much these things are listening to us and people are trying to uh, get into our private lives with this sort of
1: technology. we're happily handing it over.
0: And that too, like a bunch of morons. We are just like, I want that in my house. I don't have any of that listening crap. I mean, other than the smart TVs probably listen to us and our phones definitely do. It's not a bad idea to leave your phone in the other room. Or, you know, not say everything you shouldn't say in front of a device that may be listening. Um, But, uh, you know, these warnings are always going to go unheeded, at least in the movie and probably in real life, too, it seems. Um, Do you think it was heavy handed enough? Do you think they could have been more heavy handed with, hey, dum-dums.
2: This, I this. don't know that they needed to be more heavy handed, but I think they needed to do a bit more with it. Yeah. With the fact, like Julian said, the interconnectivity between right. Buddy and all the <clears throat> devices. Devices, I mean Yeah. I don't know. Because I also th- thought maybe they'd have a lot of them at the end. Maybe he can be connected to all the other dolls. I mean he kinda Ooh. was, but they could have a big Marching Army marching of army of them. Of them.
0: Oh, that would be great.
2: I think they should have used the bear, Buddy.
0: Oh, it looked like a werewolf, didn't it? uh Uh-huh,
2: it was creepier. Well, I don't know if it was creepier, because I spent the first, like, 15 minutes of this screaming every time they showed Buddy's horrifying face (laughs) up close on the screen.
0: (laughs) So how did you like Aubrey Plaza's performance as Karen? I felt
2: like she was underutilized. You have her in this. She's funny. Yeah. Um...
0: Yeah, she's funny. She's good
2: looking. And then you just use this kind of like, eh. Yeah. She's, she's a young mom, but I don't know. She didn't, I don't know. I felt like they they. She was they more, could have used her a lot better in this.
0: She just sort of became plot devices and places.
2: Sort
1: of, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I like the uh, detective. Um, I like yeah, Mike. Yeah, he you know, was Detective good too. Mike. I, like, I wanted just more of him in his family. I
2: did too. That was, they, they set up this thing that, there's going to be an investigation, and then it's like he doesn't do anything, and then he arrests the kid. It's mm-hmm. it seemed kind of shortchanged on that. There were a lot of bits that were like we could have done away with the with Mike's mom's car crash scene, um, and had a little bit more of of Mike investigating. Or I also felt that the scene with the head when he brings the guy's face. Chucky, e- or Buddy does, and uh-huh. puts it on, you know, yeah, makes could, a present, how, how it doesn't much, really go anywhere.
1: Right. How much could Buddy interfere with the investigation if he was all plugged in? And yeah, yeah. Sending him down the wrong,
2: you know, the wrong people. He could have made it a little more, you know, maybe maybe both Mike and, and Karen are worried that uh, Andy is a junior serial killer, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, um... It felt like the movie would start to go in one direction and then they'd pull back. Yeah. And they'd start to go in another direction and then they'd pull back. And and then it was over. It didn't feel, I don't know, it felt like a, a rough draft of a script.
0: Yeah, it, it it definitely could have used less in some areas where it had too much and then more in other areas where we were like, that's yeah. an interesting thing, let's go there. Yeah. But no. Um, the mom not listening to the kid, that's kind of a... Kind of cliche, but in this case, it's like, I I think if she would have listened to him, but then dismissed it, uh, because in today's world, everybody knows that all of these devices are listening to us. And for her to say, okay, tell me more. Oh, come on. I can explain that for you. You know, rather than her just being like, la, 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 no, 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 you know, like she won't listen to anything he says. And then, of course, she ends up tied up with her mouth taped shut. A really clever attempted kill, I thought, toward the end of the movie. Yeah. With the elevator or whatever was being used as a hoisting device with the noose. Um, But still not good use of her character.
2: The biggest problem with this movie is that Buddy doesn't have a real personality,
0: Right, where Chucky really Whereas gets... Whereas
2: Chucky is, you know, that's the whole thing. It's, he's- it's
0: Charles Lee Ray in a different
1: body, mm-hmm. and he's yeah.
2: an awful guy. And he's an awful guy.
1: Yeah. Well, this Chucky's kind of learning it as he goes along. He's like, he picks up swearing from the kids and, yeah. and picks up how to kill people from, from texas movies, chainsaw
2: that? massacre 2 <laughs> yes <laughs> which again don't show a better movie right? Yes, absolutely right in your own movie okay. and then they were showed it out of order yes i was like oh that scene's at the first it's not at the end of the movie
0: <laughs> Duh. i'm
2: surprised i hadn't seen texas chainsaw massacre 2 until we watched it for the show oh god but now it's One of my favorites. It's crazy. (laughs) Someone had just told me Dennis Hopper wields a chainsaw. I would have watched it so much sooner. That movie,
1: knows how to focus and stick with the tone. Oh, yeah. Just go crazy.
2: It it. starts off at like 100 and doesn't slow (laughs) down.
0: (laughs) For sure. Um, How did you guys feel about the the friends that, uh, what's his face, Um, Andy, ends up making with the kids in the building? Seemed all right. It just seemed like, uh, were they a little too caricature? Yeah, I didn't
1: really buy into any characters apart from the detective. Okay. Yeah. I liked, I liked him.
0: Yeah, his friends were just like a little too shitty.
1: Yeah, they just seemed like movie kids rather than they, real. Yeah. They, yeah.
0: They should have just been movie punks instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of just as realistic, like movie gangbangers and movie punks and these particular brand movie of movie kids. kids they're, they're all about the same level yeah like uh just like oh let's go blow something up and set something on fire and (laughs) steal something (laughs) hang out
1: in the graveyard
0: yeah it's so stupid but uh yeah i another thing that i got kind of hung up on was would any kids really be excited about okay have you guys seen jingle all the way Uh uh-huh uh the arnold schwarzenegger and sinbad joint where uh,
1: i have not seen most of schwarzenegger's comedies
0: okay <laughs> for listeners uh he didn't make air quotes but should have um <laughs> schwarzenegger comedies um okay so would any kid be that excited about turbo man that stupid doll no what kid's going to be excited about this ugly ass doll
2: yeah that was i mean they kind of they kind of, uh, you know, write that in and and the mom's like, oh, it's just, it's goofy, but let's have fun with it. Right. And the kid is a little bit like, oh, this is a stupid baby toy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know who would be thrilled getting this creepy big-headed doll. Yeah. He was way creepier than the original
0: yeah, they're, uh, yeah. It was definitely the the original looked like a Cabbage Patch Kid, so it yeah. was kind of.
2: Well, he looked like a My Buddy doll because that's what they took that's, him from.
0: That's what they based it on. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of crazy if you think about it. That, yeah. that was actually a doll. Ugh,
2: Ugh he was creepy.
0: Yeah.
1: You um, reminded this new one. You he, he reminded me of some somebody I couldn't place it. All I could think of was Bjorn out of Abba. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alfred E. Newman
0: from Mad Magazine. Um yeah, so so uh,
1: voiced by Mark Hamill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that that's a good point. Is you know, Mark Hamill's got years and years of experience doing cartoon voices. So mm. this was no mean feat for him to do. Uh I thought he did a good job. Yeah. And uh I I guess I really wanted more sinister stuff from the doll that was... I don't know. Uh, do we want the thing to just be misguided? Or do we want it to go full evil? I, I of, want
2: it to be evil. That's what I wanted. But... it. If it's just a robot malfunctioning, it's not... I don't know. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not yeah. a horror
1: movie. Right. I want
2: yeah.
0: I want something like that. I'll watch Chopping Mall.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, robots gone bad.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of another good example of uh, robots
1: Saturn 3 demons yeah. see it again. Yep.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, there's a a lot of a lot of stuff from the uh, you know, 50s, 60s and 70s they wanted to make sure you knew that robots
2: were bad.
0: They were bad news and they could they could own you. Uh-huh. You like you you couldn't beat a robot in a fight.
2: No. <laughs> Because on account of them being metal,
0: yeah, and, and super strong, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, there's
1: Gobins in the fifties, yeah, uh, Gog, yeah, Aspiden.
0: yeah. So, uh, yeah, I want I want evil robots. I'm going to watch some of that stuff, but no. uh, they don't go far enough with it in this. They're just no. like, oh, it's just glitching out and doing what it thinks it should do, yeah. All right. And then the eyes turn red. I think that's a little too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the eyes could have turned green or blue or something. Yeah. Or, or just maybe. Yeah, if
1: you're sticking with the AI premise, then you, that's a bit, that's cheating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. So the kids were watching Texas Chainsaw 2 and Chucky begins to imitate Leatherface. Okay. Um, Pug was the, the chubby kid that was really obnoxious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. I don't
2: know the other
1: one's name.
0: Yeah, that's that's the one he goes after with the knife. Yeah. That was that was fun, but again, you guys make a good I'm p- having
1: real hard time remembering this movie. Oh I, I think they too. called the kid
0: Pug because he looked like Pugsley.
1: Oh, maybe.
2: Yeah. So Maybe he was Pug ugly. <laughs>
0: he was Pug ugly. Um yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of uh there's not there there. There's not a whole lot of there there. Um uh, there was the 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 kill with the drones. That was
2: yeah. just kind of
1: whatever. What, what happens in
2: that? Uh, oh. They're in the store at the end, and the like flying drones hit some oh, yeah, people go, and they, kill them. They got razors on them or something. Uh, something. I don't know or what. The,
0: or the props are just sharp enough to
2: cut you. Cut I, I don't you know them. if they were supposed to be modified modified in any way, or know. if they just cut you. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, for I think
2: the the uh, the uh, table saw kill was that was pretty, oh that was nasty yeah. that yeah. was pretty nasty
0: yeah the hacker guy or and whatever.
2: when he, he was the janitor the pervy janitor okay ooh yeah, man he, he brings that thing home that was a that was a rough one to watch yeah so.
0: yeah because yeah, he got sawed right in the taint didn't he oh yeah oh my god uh, I don't
2: know why he didn't just fall the other way why don't people in horror movies you know he he could have fallen the other way instead of onto the table saw. But <laughs> no, nope, he didn't think of that.
0: Should, should we get in the running car? No, let's hide behind the chainsaws. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that commercial. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like people in horror movies do make dumb decisions.
2: Sometimes, sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Occasionally.
2: <laughs> I felt like Mike, being a black man and a cop, was going to die first. Right in a horror movie, yeah, yeah, you know he'll be like, "Oh, I'll go investigate," and Buddy splat <laughs> stabs a knife through his head or something. Right,
0: yeah, but that didn't happen surprisingly. Um,
2: also, the show didn't feature Buddy's little feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I knew, I knew that
1: was I knew that was going to yeah, bother you. Ziggy hated that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yep. I need I need Chucky's little feet pitter pattering around. Now he's going to stab someone.
0: Yeah, especially when you could tell that it was a little person or a toddler Uh wearing little sneakers and running. It's like just that shot of the feet.
2: It's perfect.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, the self-driving car thing, I couldn't suspend my disbelief to think that that's actually anywhere near the present day of now.
2: That didn't bother me. What bothered me is it just seemed kind of, I don't know superfluous just kind of take you out of the building i mean chucky's sort of he's controlling the car but i don't know that whole scene just seemed like that didn't need to yeah to be written in they needed another kill but they could have come up with something yeah a lot more gruesome maybe the products in the home kill her Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, we don't want to go full maximum overdrive either, where, like, toasters can jump around and wrap the cord around your neck. because you
1: can't get too far from the Chucky doll.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, because, like,
1: if... if, That's a different movie.
0: Yeah, if there was a robot uprising, you know, your microphone's not going to jump out of its stand and wrap its cord around your (laughs) neck because it doesn't have any physical way to do that. Um, A robot could take your... Microphone and strangle you with, with a cord, but uh you know the, the the microwave wouldn't be flapping its door open and shut, open and shut. There's just no mechanisms there to do that, and that's where movies like Maximum Overdrive. It's like I can't suspend my disbelief. To be
2: fair, wasn't that caused by an eclipse?
1: Yes,
0: uh, yes, a, com- so a comet or any a comet eclipse or a, or eclipse. a comet or something. A, yeah, yeah.
1: There's this is. I forget what the time period was, but every time this green. Comet came by it. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, more importantly, it was caused by Stephen King.
2: <laughs> yeah, and Stephen King directed
0: <laughs> on Coke on Coke. So there's that. Uh, so yeah, you can't go as far as Maximum
1: Overdrive. That's
0: just too much.
1: But you can go a little further than they did. Or you can go as far as Maximum Overdrive if, if you yeah. want to. Sure, <laughs> go you ahead. a fun stupid movie?
0: We're not your mom. We're not going to try and stop you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's your movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I think they needed to to be closer to maximum overdrive <laughs> than than they were with what they gave me. Right. Yeah. You and know, they could have cranked it up a little bit. Right. If you're treading old ground, you I don't know. Yeah. Play it louder. Something. Yeah,
1: if you, um, and, um, I suppose the Supreme example is two thousand one.
2: Yes. I was gonna say
1: Hal is probably in the
2: top of the list of bad robots.
0: Yeah, he's kind of the OG in the sense that he can kill you with just what its normal functionality is, mm-hmm. which is to control the oxygen. And,
2: and the pod bay doors.
0: And that too, yes. More importantly, get <laughs> gets sucked out in the space and freeze yeah. to death and explode at the same time. Yeah. What a way to go. Um, All right. So this being said, um, do you guys feel like it was watchable. Like, were you entertained enough?
2: I was entertained enough. Okay. You know, just just barely, just over the line. It wasn't. I think maybe it moved fast enough that it didn't allow me any time to really sit and think. Like, oh, this isn't very good, right? You know. Um, does this, it help,
0: Does it help that this was on the heels of having watched uh, Three from Hell?
2: <laughs> that may be a big, <laughs> big part of it. uh because three from hell was so terrible (laughs) that anything i was gonna watch afterwards was gonna seem sort of brilliant okay (laughs) even though this was a totally by the numbers
0: yeah it skews it a little doesn't it
2: cookie cutter kind of movie yeah yeah
0: um so that being said uh would you recommend it
2: only after you've watched the other six chucky movies with okay. the real chucky mm. you know what cult especially cult of chucky, cult of chucky i chucky.
1: really enjoy yeah
2: yes cult of chucky may be the best of the chucky's yeah.
1: right of chucky Any- yeah anyone's with jennifer in it yeah uh-huh. yeah
0: for sure
2: seed of chucky yeah
1: just disturbing to think of
0: <laughs> so Julian, were you entertained enough
1: moderately i liked a couple of the characters yeah good kills yeah
0: yeah, the yeah the the attempt to hang Andy's mom by by raising the freight elevator with the rope around her neck. I think that's what that was, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I thought it was just a forklift, but... or
0: or a forklift. I, I don't know what it was, but yeah. I just saw that there was a device in the up mode, and she was going to hang, and that well, she did start to hang and choke, but yeah, apparently her life was saved. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you were entertained enough, but would you recommend this to horror fans?
1: Well, I wouldn't recommend it highly, but... You'd just say... It's, it's okay.
0: Yeah. you buys your ticket, you takes your chances.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: That's kind of, uh, that's kind of how I it's feel. It's no way.
1: three from Hal.
0: <laughs> well, that's true. It's not.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, as I mentioned to you, like uh, I'd fear that I'd have a heart attack or something and this would be the last movie i ever saw. Yeah, and it, it really depressed me. Yeah. But uh this one was all right.
2: This yeah, this one if, if the MT had to break the door down and it was playing. Yeah, i didn't all right.
1: I didn't feel like i'd wasted. Yeah.
2: Time. He was watching that chucky movie isn't going to be any story.
0: But <laughs> stranger than that? He was naked and had cake. <laughs> so if you're going to watch something like this, be fully clothed, don't be eating hey, cake. He'd be
1: watching me through my smart TV. <laughs>
0: See. Smart
2: um, TV's been watching me.
0: And to, and to answer my own question, I just wear a
2: big mascot head. <laughs> I'm nude and I'm rolling around in cake. Well, Three from Hell plays on a loop. Oh, oh, God. oh.
0: And it's like uh, then you find out, you know, well, you don't find out, you die. And there was a carbon monoxide leak. And that's how they found you.
1: <laughs> and you, you, you thought, oh, blessed relief as your eyes closed yeah. for the last time. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Finally, he's he found the peace that he never found in life. Um, Yeah, I would recommend it to anybody who has seen all the other Chucky movies. And I could just say, you know what, this will be entertaining enough. And you've seen worse. There's a couple of the other oh, yeah. movies that were worse. And... Uh, horror movies in general of course you've seen worse but uh you know there's there's no reason that you should avoid this one if you're a horror fan and especially if you've seen some chucky movies and you enjoyed any of them hmm. so i uh, felt
2: a bit like last week when you said you were entertained by three from Howell, yeah, and it seemed mild right. mild entertainment that was kind of how i felt watching this movie yeah. it was like it's mild entertainment
0: Right, and you know, the more you guys were like, "So tell us what was good about it or entertaining about it," I was like, bdah Yeah, I, I, I well, there was <laughs> well, the. If um... you
1: come up with something, then we want to know. <laughs> right.
0: So I don't really have to do that with this movie because there's there's enough there to entertain you. Yeah, um, and it's not. I'd,
2: I'd mark this movie probably a C. No, nothing a su- solid c there if i go. was grading it right <laughs> okay like um, you did out you, you made the effort you showed up you showed up you get a c
0: you didn't slap this together the night before but
2: no. you know. but but yeah, you could have worked harder
0: right so yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i kind of feel like they didn't surprise me with anything and like wow that was clever yeah like the most clever thing they did was the forklift or elevator or whatever was hoisting the mom i
2: think the rototiller
0: the rotor yeah Yeah. actually there you go that was was...
2: a really pretty clever outlandish kill
0: both of those are in my notes so i I will say yeah those were both impressive like a snowblower or rototiller whichever it was gobbling up the christmas lights (laughs) yeah good that that was Uh, i haven't seen that a hundred times no i haven't so, did you guys want to? Before we're out of here, um, do you want to maybe give some recommended viewing for listeners who dig Halloween? Sure, all the
2: Chucky movies. <laughs> there you go. There's like six of them and take up the whole night.
0: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you my my list for this year. The stuff I think uh, I didn't list last year that are some other favorites. Okay. And things again that you can leave them playing and go answer the door mm-hmm. and give candy to kids. You don't have to pause it. You've seen it before, and it's got a lot of great stuff going on. And if somebody sees it past the doorway, they're going to be like, what is that? (laughs) Um, First up on my list is Uh Reanimator. Reanimator, hardly a minute goes by. Of course, there might be some stuff parents would be uptight about their kids seeing. But you know what? That'll grow them up a little quicker. Um, reanimator is hardly a minute goes by that. You don't have something crazy going on on
2: the screen. I think most children today have seen a severed head go down on a woman.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, they've got the internet. Yeah. hell are they doing with it? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that one is, um, that one is really something else. Uh, if you've not seen reanimator, there is nothing else like it. Yeah. I'm not going to try and describe it to you. And uh, the second one, of course, uh, the second one isn't *Bright of Reanimator*, is it? Is it?
1: Uh, yeah, then yeah, it's, you know. Know, it's beyond *Reanimator*.
0: There it is. Okay, so um, *Bright of Reanimator* has the crazy winged mm-hmm. severed head. That's a little spoiler, but uh, yeah, that's that's also got crazy going on. *Shaun of the Dead*. Uh-huh. I don't think I listed this last year, and this is another one where, um, if you're like me, you've seen it easily a dozen times and it doesn't get old. It's a lot of fun. And uh, it is a straight horror movie with comedy in it. Mm-hmm. So at no point do the zombies do things that a zombie wouldn't do. You know, everybody stays in character and everybody does what they should do. Uh, yet the the characters are funny and they do say clever things and do clever things. Um, it doesn't fail to deliver the visuals after The moment where Sean wakes up from the hangover makes it to the market and back. And at some point there's a girl in the garden, you know, from that point forward, it's the zombie stuff is on and it doesn't let up till the big crazy ending. So that that's the reason I recommend that one. Now, if I'm going to go back in time to something, um, that I think is just really visually fun and, uh, just the the fog and the trees and the werewolf makeup, the Wolfman from Mm. 1941. And if I did mention it last year, well then uh, (laughs) Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, (laughs) you know, there you go. Uh, Which I think probably is a little more crazy in the premise. I mean, they go and they take Larry Talbot out of the crypt. He's perfectly preserved, covered in Wolfsbane. And uh, they're going to like try and steal something off his corpse, whether it's jewelry or money or whatever. And uh, yeah, he the the moon the full moon comes through the uh, the doorway or whatever, and uh, it uh, wakes him up, turns him into the Wolfman, and it's on. But all he wants to do, and it's so dark, all he wants to do is die. Through the whole movie, right. he's like, "Oh, maybe I could finally die." It's like he's, holy he's shit.
1: the same in every movie, like including Abbott and Costello.
0: Yeah, it's kind of nuts, right? Uh, so that one. Or either of those, you know, any mm. of the Wolfman movies, anything with Lon Chaney Jr. as a Wolfman, I think is is good Halloween viewing. Uh, I know I mentioned 1978 Halloween last year, so I don't need to mention that this year. And I probably mentioned Night of Living Dead, um, Carnival of Souls, except for I don't really want to listen to that much organ music, but visually it's really cool.
1: Yeah, that's one of the ones that'd be good for you if you like projecting it over the bar or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you've got other music playing. Yeah. You know, like Rob Zombie or something. Um,
1: yeah, a good good con- contrasty black and white movie work, yeah. works great for that sort of thing. Which is shot beautifully. Yeah, you just project out yeah. of the bar, Nosferatu or Carnival of Souls or something
0: yeah. like that. Just, and, and, yeah. I, and I don't know how easy it would be to edit that much stuff together, but I think a montage of a bunch of oh, crazy yeah. stuff would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, oh. Orgy of the Dead, an Ed Wood classic. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole framing device for this is that Criswell is going to tell this uh couple about all of the different horrors of mankind or something, and it's all told through a series of strippers and <laughs> and burlesque dancers just coming out yeah. doing little vignette dances and then moving right. on.
1: There's some wonderful lines in that. Oh, it's I so love
0: it. funny and bad, and it's uh what what do they say? Uh on the back of this, uh, let's see, from the mind of Ed Wood comes Orgy of the Dead. Horror novelist John and his girlfriend Shirley are taking a night drive in search of an eerie graveyard that will hopefully inspire John to come up with his next story, but instead they stumble into the wild rituals conducted by the Dark Master, which is Criswell, yeah, and, is too, of
1: course.
0: Um, and uh, his faithful servants. Taken prisoner, they're forced to watch the shocking rites unfold as they await their fate. And... Like, All is
2: wrong with Ed Wood.
0: <laughs> All the right things were wrong with Ed Wood. So that one is just nuts. To love the cat is and, to be the cat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that one is fun. That's that's one to play above the bar because people would be like, what the hell yeah. is that?
1: I've got the soundtrack of that. I just love it.
0: <laughs> it's it's stunning. So that's kind of my uh, my recommended viewing mm-hmm. uh, and what one or two of these I might even put on while I'm waiting for trick-or-treaters to beat on the door. Um, yeah,
1: Orgy of the Dead will fill their eyes.
0: Oh, yeah, that's another one, yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe for later when you know it's just a bunch of raucous teens wearing their hoodies. Right, right. It's like, it's not a costume. Um, any recommended from you guys you want to throw anything out there? Add to this uh, crazy. Uh, that narration. was a good,
1: but uh, uh, I think a good uh, anthology because it changes imagery enough. Yeah. Tales of Halloween. Sure. Tales from the Crypt, 1972. Yep. Creepshow. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Um, Tales of Halloween, I think, is, is sort of making its way into being yep. a modern classic for although
1: and I'm liking I'm so far as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do, we I don't
0: have to watch that one. Yeah, I don't know that one. So. You said it was that's on That's the one I mentioned. Shudder. That's on Shadow. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: The one with the. People being dropped into the the cinema and they're watching a film and it's got them in it. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Will, you got any favorites that that you would? uh, Because I know you're just going to hand out cigarettes.
2: Yeah. I don't get any trick-or-treaters. You're not even a smoker. not even a smoker, but, you know. As I said, there's nothing cuter than a kid smoking a cigarette. Maybe a baby or a chimpanzee, but...
0: (laughs) Be cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you could get a turtle with a like a derby or a you know a pork pie hat. I think Smoke Hackson
2: would be a good one to mm. project. Oh man, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Hackson's I might
2: watch that one. Yeah. But Noir of is coming up. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it starts
2: Friday. You gotta, starting Friday. I'm you gonna watch gotta, Nightmare <laughs> Alley
0: here? That's a excellent way to kick it off. Yep. I've seen a long time ago, but hey, and, you know, rewatching it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Night of Living Dead is always something you can find a copy of pretty easily. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and just watch all the horror movies. <laughs> yeah. You should pick up enough clips from it.
0: Yes. That's right. It's in the background of literally everything.
2: That would be interesting if you could do, like, a super cut of all the <laughs> okay. clips it's... and put them in order that they actually play in the film. Yeah. Just to see... How much How of How much of the movie has been shown in other
1: movies?
0: Got to be a good solid twenty minutes, yeah, right? Yeah, it
1: in an episode of Creepshow.
0: Oh god, oh. yeah. It's funny, like yeah. I always recognize the music. Like it could be playing in the yes. other room in yeah. some in some movie right. or something. I'll be like, oh, there's Night of the Living Dead.
1: Come uh, to get you, Barbara.
0: Yeah, a friend of mine sent me a, a picture and said, "Hey, you recognize this guy?" And I said, oh, "Of course I do. That's John Russo." Uh, <laughs> so a friend of mine was doing a convention. Uh, she she lives in uh, Pittsburgh, and she was doing a regional convention, and it was not super well attended. But she's like, but at least John Russo was there. Mm-hmm. And I sent her a picture of me with him from just a few weeks ago. It's like, yep, I know that guy.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. Um, what about um, Return of the Living Dead? That one kind of doesn't let up once it kicks off. Yeah. By the time you see Split Dogs and Tar Man, it's on. Mm-hmm. So, Split dogs Yeah So yeah I think that's kind of another one That's a good one Yeah So Doing anything special for Halloween? No I don't think so Just Gonna go buy a Pack of paro or something Hoping it snows <laughs> I've had enough snow It was so sweet This is
2: the earliest I've, uh, of, I've I've Started to hate the snow Yeah Being from New Mexico Yeah uh southern new mexico don't see a lot of snow so i've been in denver for like 20 years and it still kind of fascinates me snow does yeah this time no i'm over it (laughs) the magic is gone the magic is gone
0: oh god
2: thrill is gone
0: I grew up in Chicago and then we moved you to got Nor- a lot of snow. We moved to Northern Idaho. It's like that shit was always on you. It was like, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't go away till spring. Yeah. So this shouldn't bother me as much as it does, but it is so spirit crushing sometimes when it happens. Like I had all these ideas for extra decorations I was going to put up for Halloween. And now I'm just like, just shoot me. I don't want to show anymore. This crap. Yeah. It's like eight inches of snow twice, twice before yeah. Halloween. And then the other snow we had like last week or the week before, whatever the, the week name. before we've yeah. had three snowstorms. Yeah. And it's only October. Yeah. Maybe we're done with it. Maybe we don't have to have any more till like February.
2: <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> this nope. year. No. it's needs to be get, real snowy this year.
0: We're going to get our asses kicked by the snow this year.
2: Yep, Don't
0: move here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um
2: Less you like snow.
0: Well, on the way, on the way back from uh, dropping Jolien off, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick up another bag of candy just in case the trick or treaters do come out. This is to say that you know we opened the other bag and ate half of it already.
1: Ah. <laughs> but you know,
0: hey, we were snowed in for two days. Yeah, true. The old candy. Yeah, it's like at least it wasn't like alive or the Donner Party. You know, at least yeah. we had sacks of candy to eat.
2: Um, yeah, when they ran out of candy on the Donner Party, yeah, it
0: was a little trick
2: from then on. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: well Uh, uh, on that note shall we uh, call it a show
2: let's call it a show
0: hey listeners happy Halloween and thank you for listening
2: time bananas